Now, negotiating like a pro, we're going to teach you some terminology. And today, it's the counter offer. What is it? How does it get used? Over to you, Mr. Burgio. Hi, Legend. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes. Myself, Michael Burgio, Mark Novak, episode 448, negotiating like a pro, specifically counter offers. What is a counter offer? what to look for if you're a purchaser um, in a counter offer and for a vendor, what should your agent be doing with a counter offer? Because the counter offer can give you a lot of information. I like I find buyers can be speculating till the cows come home. Is the owner motivated? Why are they selling? What would they sell for? But until you make the first move and put an offer forward, depending on that counter offer can tell you the whole story and, and basically show you where the target is all the goalposts and then you can make your next move. Mark, talk us through a counter offer. So you make an offer. Okay. So you're, you're a buyer and this is really hard for people to emotionally make that first offer as a buyer. I encourage people always to say, guys, it's free. You don't know where the seller's positioned at necessarily these days because agents aren't putting asking prices. They're sometimes auctioning a property or they're sometimes putting a guide on the property and you're going, man, what does that guide mean? Does that mean like 20% more? Does it mean they'll take that? Does it mean they'll take less? And you genuinely don't really know. So it's, it's, it's great if you can put an offer in your offer to the to the to, to the agent, which puts it to the seller. Now, a pro will come back with normally an expectation of what the seller wants. We label that, we call that a counter offer. And sometimes we come back to a buyer with a counter offer, and they go, "Oh shit, you've got another buyer making making an offer on the property." We're like, "No, no, no, no." That's not what a counter offer is. It's countering or responding back from your offer from the seller to you. That's a counter offer. And there's different ways to use it, but in essence, that's it, yeah? Yeah, and I find um, it's, it's a lot better for the purchaser to just make that first move, put an offer out there. How many times... <laughs> The buyers without the information of a counter offer, they go through so much due diligence and then the counter offer is a lot higher than they expect. And they're like, oh, okay, next property. It's like, man, you should, oh, you should have done that initially. That's why I was like, put an offer forward, get the feelers. And then, you know, if you want your lawyer, review the contract or if you want the order evaluation and all that stuff, like an offer is free. And it tells you so much information. Where and, and also there's terms wrapped in that as well. So, yes, we are talking about money. Good morning to Sean. Good morning to Luke. How are you guys? Go hard with, with soft negotiations, he says. Um, but it's very important because so that not only are you putting in your dollar figures, but you can put in your terms as well. Yes. And that can start to wrap the deal and that can start to understand where not only the, the seller's positioning is, but the buyer's positioning is. So putting that innocent offer in and getting that counter offer, often that owner will come back and say, I will consider your offer, but can I do a 16-week settlement? 
which is from when you sign the contract to when the, you get the keys for the property? Or can I do a, a one-year settlement? Or that sort of, that the counter offer doesn't necessarily have to come back in dollar terms. It can also come back in, uh, in flex, you know, settlement terms and, and uh, you know, leaving furniture or leaving stuff in a property or it's, it's varied. Luke's made Strong. a good point. Don't go too cheap with the offer because then you won't get a good counter offer that gives you information. Like, And what we mean by that is a counter offer can tell you how motivated the vendor is or how unmotivated they are. For example, the properties you, you make, they're guiding 700,000, you may make an offer of 700,000 and you're typically, you got sort of three categories of responses and a buyer loves this one first a fixed price that would do the deal a lot of time a good agent doesn't want to do that and box themselves in to for example 720 will buy it then you take a week to make a decision then there's three buyers at it and someone makes an offer of 730 and then the agent has to come back to you and say well it's 730 but you told me 720 it's like well, that was at the time. So a buyer loves that where they goalposts are and then they can make their decision. Um, sometimes an agent will be like, your offer is just a bit low at the moment and um, you need to increase that before. We're too far away from each other. You may have made an offer at 600 or at 500 and they're talking 720. And there's, there's no point countering it. As Luke says, don't go too cheap. The vendor thinks you're not serious. Like where the property, yeah, you're not serious increase your offer if you want to get the information but then sometimes in that the in then same again you offer you may offer 720 and you think you're at the higher end of the range and they sort of go yeah you're too low and in the they don't want to tell you but they're really thinking 800 the counter offer so there is key information you need um, and that's a strategy of making an offer. And as Luke says, if you go too low, you won't get that. Yeah, you can all I sometimes frustrate the negotiations, so it doesn't even actually bloody start. But auction, let's talk about that. Even harder, even harder. But it sort of goes because a lot of the time, like I just said before, an agent, a vendor won't even counter because they don't want to box themselves in. Even if you offer a great price, if they're running it to the auction, a good negotiator won't give you a price that will buy it if they're going to go to auction. Because, Mark, what happens in the buyer's mind when, let's say, they offer 700 they're told 720 and they go, no, 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 I'm going to wait for the auction, thinking they'll get it cheaper, and the bidding goes to 730 What's that buyer well, thinking? Just- yeah, you've just capped the price. So once, once if you decide as an agent, like a rookie agent, sometimes will counter uh, a uh, do a use a counter offer in an auction situation. Straight away, you've capped the expect you've capped the expectations of the purchaser, and they are not going to exceed that figure at auction. So uh, sometimes you will get a counter offer agent. You know, may you may get that. Not necessarily a rookie, but that would be sometimes if they don't, if the uh, if there's some desperation from the seller, uh, that would be sometimes if there's uh, no other interest in the property, and that's actually quite a good offer. Um, so they may say, you know what, the vendor will be prepared. But you know, you know what, the way it gets worded, 
a counteroffer gets worded differently in an auction situation. Instead of coming back and saying, my owner has counteroffered, you've offered 700, my owner has counteroffered at 700 or 710, and they're happy to accept that. You won't get that in an auction situation. The way an agent wraps a counter offer in an auction situation is they will ask you to put a signed contract to put that offer in writing on a contract with a check that's the if you hear that language you know you're almost there if the agent's trying to get go through that preparation of getting you to put that signature on a contract and a deposit with the contract so you won't actually get a counter offer from the seller but you'll get a response saying can you put that in, in a signed contract and check and you're actually you're almost there i reckon it's very true isn't it the agent will tell you to put it on the contract because he's confident but he won't tell you and in the buyer's eyes are like, well is it accepted but the, once again the agent and the vendor don't want to box themselves in so when an agent like when a good agent, a reputable one, is telling you to do that, then you're probably you're pretty confident, as he said. Sometimes uh, bad agents hear stories, they say that, and then they keep going, they keep going, and that's where buyers get really burnt. But a lot of the time, when an agent is sort of staring you, like I think of this could price could do it. Would you come to seven twenty? I'm confident. Let's put it on a contract. I'll go meet the vendor. They're generally already doing they're doing that because they may have had a conversation with the owner and the owner said if you get 720, I'll take it. But the a buyer almost wants the agent to come up to him and say, Yep, the owner said they'll take 720, but they won't. They'll tell you to put on a contract because you never know what happens. How many times and also owners change their mind on price? It was 720 and then they changed to 730. And if an owner tells the buyer that then the buyer gets pissed off and they walk away. But if they think they it was never accepted, then it's a different, it's an artwork, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And and Luke's brought up a good one. He said buyers uh, should share their stories, sellers love emotions. Um, it's a very, very good point in a negotiation with counter-offering and offering. Um, it's, a, it's a little bit like foreplay. Mm. <laughs> There's, 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 you know, that sharing those emotions and those stories as a real estate agent wins trust between people. And, and I think if, if you are just focusing on cold dollars when you're talking to your seller and cold dollars when you're talking to your buyer and there's no happiness or there's no storytelling or there's nothing around that, it brings for a pretty bad negotiation. You want, you want, uh, you want to bring in the emotion, you want to bring in the story, you want to bring in understanding and, and, and colour to the transaction. So I think that's a good point, Luke. Um, you know, you don't want to small talk for two hours, but you want a little bit of... Well, this you know, is... Know what you're saying, put it this way, the vendor is the girl, the agent is the girlfriend, and the buyer is the, the boy. The girl's not going to come out to you and say, yes, I will go sleep with you. And the girlfriend's not going to say that blatantly as well. They're going to be like, go ask her out for dinner. Go, go talk with her. I think she'll be keen. Like, think of it that way. Nothing's that black and white. That's, that's awesome. And if, if you like girl, girl, boy, boy, or whatever it is, I was just using a, an example. So... It can be. Yeah, I, I just thought I'd leave it, it. For, I'll leave it at four play. You know, yeah. I thought that was the safe bet, but you sort of. Yeah, I yeah. took it, I took it all the way because I think it was spot on with yeah. that. I think a lot of people yeah. can relate. 
You'd be careful because if you take that clip, you could go to jail on that just that fifty-five yeah. second clip. Yeah. Uh, so that's negotiations. Before we sign out, one other thing I want to mention, and this really pisses buyers off, and this is talking about the counter-offer system when negotiating. We're helping you guys become a pro <laughs> out there and understand the dimensions of what's on there. Yeah, Sean, finally, when sex and property meet. <laughs> and then Luke says, oh, no, Michael, David smiles. I think everyone likes it. <laughs> um, we're, we're live. Hey, we say what comes yeah. to our mind. It happens when you're live. Um, the this is a real piss off we, mm. when you when you're talking about countering counter offers. An agent uh, has a property doesn't get for back. sale. <laughs> it just gives, doesn't give back. Uh, age uh, property for sale. Uh, properties for sale for seven hundred thousand. Guide. You offer eight hundred thousand. Mm. Yes. because you think it's good value. Agent comes back and says, yeah, owner said no. Hmm. So you're not getting a counter. We're not even going to – We are, you're 100 grand more than what the – and that, that's, you know, that that's – it's really friggin' clever and really friggin' dumb, and I think it's a lot more dumb than it is clever. It's clever because the agent's gener- – it's, it's, it's false misleading. Is this an auction campaign? Sorry, is this auction or private No, sale? just a oh guide, just a guide, just a, yeah, good point. Yeah. Just a for sale guide, for oh, yeah. sale guide, 700, I offer 800. Yeah. Now, there's people in, in our market, we we're talking about in our office yesterday, one agent said, well, the guy's going to get 50 people through the open rather than 10. And then the other person said, yeah, but 49 people are going to be really pissed off and not use that agent to sell their property. Um, so my point is you, you sometimes will not get a counter offer and sometimes you will be frustrated by the agent or the vendor because you've offered a hundred grand more than what they're guiding and they're still not giving you a counter offer of, of a sort. And it's like, man, I'm being ridden here. This is, uh, this, oh, I don't want to be part of this show. Um, that's happening. Well, talk through just quickly before we wrap up. What even is more alarming about what you said, which is true and it happens, is the 10% underquoting rule. Run us through that. Because that, if you like, remember that, that would really trigger you. It would trigger you, and where it gets tricky in, in our industry is just because you've actually made a offer of eight, does that mean that that's the new value of the property? and that the agent must be guiding within 10% of what you've offered. Um, and it's very, very tricky that, you know, that does that then mean I can ruin a, uh, a campaign? If, if that was true, I could hijack a campaign by offering a stupid number above, insisting you run that guide. Do you know what I mean? Like, It really only triggers it if you sign the contract, you're unconditional because yeah you know what i mean like it but it'd be a little it'd be very alarming if you offered 15 percent above a guide and it wasn't sort of unless unless there was 20 other people making it best and fairest stuff like that but it'd be very unusual um that it wouldn't be sort of accepted or at least be like yep an extra five grand because then, or without a bit of explanation, sometimes owners 
just change their mind. They go into it saying they want yep. 750, then they go see these house they wanted, and they come back to the agent and say, No, we need 850. And you're like, fuck, I just got this huge offer, which was 50 grand what over what you wanted two days ago. And now you're now I look bad. I've look, this is terrible. Agents get yep. caught in that. Happens. Yep. Yep. Yeah, um, it's just when there's a pattern, you know, it always happens with the same agents. Like, oh, sick, but yeah, you're right. There, there are the, the one-offs there. If you were a buyer and every time you saw that agent's listing and you were offering 15, 20% above the guide and it's selling for 25% above every time, yeah. you'd be like, Three this guy just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh girl, yeah, you place flags, don't get me wrong, there's the one-off. There's the one there. I think Mark's frozen. Oh no, you there? We're good. I've lost so I reckon it. we covered it. I reckon we covered it, guys. And everyone, thanks for your help today on that. Uh, particularly Luke, uh, particularly Sean. Uh, yeah. Guys, it is a live show, so if uh, we do get people sending us messages on what they want to talk, what they want us to talk about in our industry of property, so um, keep those coming through. Uh, yeah. It really helps us come up fresh content and if you want to come on talk about what you do your business happy to entertain that as well absolutely there's Love some really interesting stories on. interesting stories out there interesting people yeah even if you're not interesting it's interesting yeah just to be like wow that's a boring person i had seen it's one of them boring. Yeah, it's a <laughs> shit job. awesome all righty guys speak soon see you everyone take care bye see ya, bye Thank mm -hmm.